Welcome to She Who Believes, the podcast. Great day. You're listening to the podcast, She Who Believes, and I am your host, Vivian Bell. And I am indeed she who believes. So some of you are listening and then some of you are actually getting to see this video. I think I'm going to still have the courage to post it um, after the recording. Um, But today is, of course, I'm always excited. I'm always excited to be with you guys and share um, just what God has placed on my heart. So here we are. It is Wednesday and we are here to celebrate celebrate you because you are fearfully and wonderfully made and to encourage you to stretch your faith. So we we know the first thing we do every single week on this podcast, we make a declaration. And this again is not just words. This is a declaration. Declarations, you're declaring the word to be true over your life. And so this declaration, it comes from Luke 1 and verse 45. So this week, I am actually declaring it from a different version. Um, I decided to choose a version that I had not ever used before. And um, I chose that, decided to do that um, because I just wanted to see like what the differences were. And in the versions I've used previously for over a year, not much changed about the verse. So I decided to step out and use the new revised standard version, the anglicized Catholic edition. And so I have to tell you guys, not very much has changed. But anyway, before I go any further talking about the verse, um, I want to uh, let anyone know who's new to the podcast. So this is a declaration. And in this declaration, we include our names. We remove the name. We, we replace the word she or woman, depending on what version you are declaring from with our own names, because we believe the word of God to be true for us. And so we declare it over our lives. So here we go. And blessed is Vivian who who believes that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. As I said that there are not a lot of changes or differences no matter what version I use with this verse because the definitives stay the same. They remain. There is a certainty that she who believes is blessed and that God will fulfill every single word spoken to her. And I am she who believes and I believe that you are too. You might be a he who believes because I also have males that actually follow and listen to this podcast. And so fill your name and it doesn't matter if you're male or female, declare this word, believing it to be true for your life. Well, we also started to to add additional declarations and not just this verse. So this week I've decided for, um, for myself that the additional declaration is that I am tenderly loved by God. Now, this verse, it is this declaration and actually is comes from Jeremiah 31 and 3. And so in that same version of the Bible, New Revised Standard Version, the Anglicized Catholic Edition, it says, the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. And that's an additional part to that declaration because as I started declaring that, all of these things came to me. 
nothing can separate me from the love of God. And because he loves me enough to come redeem me, he loves me enough to stay with me no matter how I may make a mess or how I may walk right into something. You know, we have those moments where we've just walked smack dab into a thing. We can know that it's wrong for us. We can know that it's not what God wants for us, but we somehow can't seem to do the thing that we desire to do. And the beautiful thing about that, us not being able to be separated from his love, is that while we are in his love, he is perfecting us for his good work. His good work. Um, So our next section is Legacy Moves. And tonight I'm I'm switching it up a little bit. Um, We've talked about investments, um, investing in us, ourselves, our children, our families, those coming after us spiritually um, and investing. Also, of course, again, you want to invest financially. You want to leave an inheritance for your family in the earth. And um, but it's important to me that we invest spiritually because the things of this earth will pass away. So if I never leave my children money, but I plan to, I plan to leave them land and all the other things that God blesses me with before I leave this earth. But if I never leave them anything, I want to leave them Jesus. I want to leave them with an example of what it is to live your life for God. So that's really what Legacy Moves is about at this podcast. So tonight, again, I want to encourage you to make the make moves and the move I want to encourage you to make is investing in yourself now this may look a little different for each of us um, depending on where we are in life you may be like I once was where I could invest in others so freely um, but when it came to investing in myself I struggled with that I would just ask that you pray about it. I would say, ask God to show you what his plan is for your life. Not what you think, I think you should do or what someone else should do or even sometimes with parents or relatives, we they've decided what they want us to do with our lives. I, I know that I had, a dis, I had decided that my daughter was gonna play football. Um, I wanted to play football. My mother was like, it is not happening. And I was good at it. Um, I understood the game, or at least I was pretty sure I did. I had, I have a good arm. I, I'm excellent with throwing the ball. And um, I could understand the plays, and I just thought I'm going to be the first woman to play football. And my mama was like, no. So I had decided that my daughter was going to play football. I was going to teach her to play, and she was going to be amazing. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um... For the longest, she, and she still is a book nerd, loves books. She would call herself super nerd because she she's so super intelligent and just loves to educate herself, loves reading, loves stories, loves fiction, loves, loves just doing all of those things. And um, so anyways, my book nerd, um, my, <laughs> my sweet girl did not play football. She did not choose to do that. She decided that instead what she was actually going to do is stay inside all of the time so she decided to stay inside it, w- it was so much that um when she finally did decide to come outside um or should i say i made her come outside to um play football with us um she was not having it at all she decided that she was still going to stand under the tree and she was going to um, read her book under the tree. Um, so anyways, that's what she did. And I know it seems like I'm stumbling over my words just a little bit, but I'm having a little bit of camera trouble. 
but we are going to rectify that now. But anyway, as I was stating, I have made a decision what my daughter was going to do. Some of you people have made decisions for you. Um, I want to tell you to seek God, to ask God what he has in store for you, what he wants for you, and to just trust him, believe him, take him at his word about what he said about you, and just just keep believing him. So anyway, um, I just want to encourage you to invest in yourself. Again, pray about it. I'm not sure what that's going to look like for you. But once God shows you what it is he wants you to do, then I want you to have the courage to step out in faith and walk it out. Because the thing I've learned, that is, if God speaks a thing to me, that thing is already a finished work. It's a completed work in heaven. And all I've got to do to see it manifest on the earth is to believe God and to walk it out. Period. That's it. Nothing more walk it out. He will provide everything that we need when he has ordered a thing. So I heard someone say once, "What God pays for what he orders. So if God has declared a thing in your life or called you to a thing, he will make, he's already actually made the provisions. You just don't see it yet because you've allowed yourself to perhaps get into a place of fear or doubt and you're afraid to step out step out make the moves I promise you you're going to see God keep his word and now we are moving on to our business shout out and tonight I'm going to stay in the vein of investing in yourself and I want to encourage you to invest in your business whether you started it you have a vision of it a dream of it I want you to invest in your business. Now, again, that that's going to look different for all of us. Um, but whatever God is showing you to do, do it. So I pray for some time for God to show me how to walk in his grace, to accept it and to completely receive what he says about me and the visions he has given to me for my business. Now, I've learned to not only invest in myself, but also to invest in my business. And one of the ways in which I have done that is through a membership in Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs. Everyone needs a community and none of us have all the answers, but in community, I believe sincerely, wholeheartedly that we will find the answers that we all need because God has made provisions for us all. We just have to be willing to show up in the places he's called us to and to be present in every single moment. Now, don't worry about the opportunities you've missed because God has promised to redeem time as well. So just be courageous enough to ask him for it, to believe him for it. And when he opens the door of opportunity again, walk through it. Be willing to do the work required while also resting in the grace of God to provide for you and to sustain you. I've poured in and supported other businesses along my journey, and it's actually really one of my passions, one of my great passions. Um, I love to see others' dreams come to life and to watch God bless his people, both in ministry and in the marketplace. Now again, check out KDE, which is the abbreviation for Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs. And if you're kind of hesitant and you're like, I've tried other groups and I've, I paid for this and I paid for that and it didn't pan out. I want you to know there are no blueprints. This is not a get get rich quick scheme. Let us teach you how to get rich and do this and do that. No, Um, this is actually a community, a group. Now you do learn 
different things on how to show up better in the marketplace as a kingdom driven entrepreneur, not just a Christian business owner, but a kingdom driven entrepreneur. But if you have some doubt still, I want to encourage you that the next time you are on Audible um, or Amazon Music listening to She Who Believes the Podcast, Google, I'm sorry, not Google, search for Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs and you'll find Shay Bynes and um, you can listen to her podcast and I promise you, she's going to draw you right in with her ability to lead business leaders, to be better leaders and to be led by Holy Spirit. Now we're on to the inspiration section of today's podcast and today's podcast is entitled The Grace to Love Others. Now, the title of today's podcast um, is part of a series, um, as I stated before. Um, God has been speaking to me about grace, again, as I stated for some time, specifically lately, the grace to love. So we're in week three. Week one was grace to love. Week two was the grace to love thyself. And this week, week three, is the grace to love others. Now, loving others when we like them <laughs> is all Pop-Tarts and cotton candy. <laughs> And what about when we don't like them? Hmm, good question, right? I've even told my children before, I love you, but I don't like you. And I'm going to need about 50 feet for about 35 minutes. <laughs> um, so it's easy when we like someone to love them. It is easy when they are being kind to us. But what about when they've broken our hearts? Or we've been betrayed or currently being set up to be betrayed. I just told my best friend last night, I told um, him that there's never been a time that I've had to deliver a message in any capacity that I had not walked through that particular thing recently or currently in the midst of walking through it. But see, the beautiful thing about it all is that when we're walking through it, God is always with us. And what that means is that we are never alone and we'll always be victorious. So I said that to tell you that I'm walking through that right now. And I, I pray consistently, constantly asking God to help me as I go through this, because it's not that I want to be anything other than the person he's called me to be, that he's created me to be. God created me, and I know this now without a shadow of a doubt, to love people, to encourage people, and to speak truth over their lives, and to speak faith over them. And one of my prayers, again, um, just being transparent with you, is for God to save me from forgiving others sincerely, but then failing to be able to see past their point of failure. So not that I, I hold grudges or I say, oh, there'll never be anything more than this, but that thing, sometimes it'll it'll pop up. And I think you guys know what I'm, what I'm talking about because I believe that we all at times sincerely have um, not had hard feelings or even held animosity against a person, yet the thing always seems to affect how we see that individual. So Lord, I ask that you deliver us from that even if they have chosen not to change, that you'll let us always find love to be our first response, to be the first response of our hearts. That's my prayer for us all in Jesus name. Now in my time with God recently, I began to think about how God restored my love for a particular individual. I kind of laughed at God, I believe it was about a week or so ago, and I thought, Lord, I don't know how you did it, but I thank you. You see, I had prayed for this. 
Um, I had actually just said at one point, so frustrated, um, with the individual. And I said, Lord, if, if you, if I'm going to love this person or keep loving them, then you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to, to restore my love. I believe you can, but like, if you don't, like I'm kind of cool with it. Um, but that was just me and my, my moment of hurt. But I began to pray sincerely and say, Lord, just restore my love for that person. But not because I want something from that individual, but because I want to be the face of you to this individual. I want to be able to be that person who no matter how much my heart has been broken, a person betrayed me, disappointed me, that I can still come back to a place of love because that's what you do for me. Um, but in my moments of disappointment and hurt, I wasn't really sure if I could ever get back to, get back to it. And God said this to me um, as I, I kind of giggled at him about a week or so ago. He said these words to me. He said, it's easy for you to love them now because you've always loved the person they are now. And I said, hmm. He says, when I spoke to you about who they were at their core, you believed me. Thus... You've always loved them as they are now because that's all you've ever seen or been able to see them as. So, takes me back to, I believe a couple weeks ago when I said to remember the person's heart. Consider their heart. Consider the heart of the individual. So before you decide to lash back out and be harsh back because you're hurt consider their heart and I believe the example I used was my children I, I used an example of them often but it's um something that I taught them to choose to not be offended and then I also told my children if you ever feel like I am your enemy first recognize that that's a lie from the depths of hell and then second I want you to consider my heart and what you know about me just like we have to consider the heart of God even when we're going through hard times because we know that he has our good at heart and he says he'll work all things out for good for us so then this thought came to me after God said this I thought what if your love your continued love prayers and the seeking of God to heal your heart is the very thing that gave this person courage to become who God said they are now, I need you to understand this was not an arrogant thought. It's not an arrogant thought for me. Um, it's not like I'm saying I saved this person's life. No, on the contrary. The restoration of my heart to love changed and saved my life through Christ Jesus. And that's the whole point. Still not convinced? Still not convinced that maybe it was an arrogant thought or maybe it's a possibility? Well, then let's go to Mark 16 and 7. Um, I'm, I'll be reading this from the New International Version. And it says, but go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So the part for me is the and Peter part. Because you see, Peter had denied Jesus multiple times. But can you imagine what Peter must have been feeling? He boasted about never turning his back on Jesus. This goon of an apostle, yes, I call Peter a goon, he cut off the soldier, soldier's ear to protect Jesus. Now, I know that's kind of a laughing matter because like, who needs to protect Jesus? He's Jesus, he's, he's God, um, he's God in the flesh, but Peter, Peter 
cut off a man's ear. Not thinking that they were outnumbered by soldiers, he thought nothing of it. He just loved the Lord so much. So to go from loving someone so much, my God, thank you for this revelation, to hurting them and possibly breaking their hearts, that had to be a difficult thing for him. I mean, really think about it. You see, I know what it's like to commit the same sin over and over again and the shame and the guilt that was attached to that. But I can't even begin to imagine what it was like to know you didn't stand up for Jesus, the Lord and Savior, and that he was crucified. But maybe yet we can know what that felt like. Hmm. But you know, just like Peter, the Lord said for them to send for Peter also. I believe that the Bible wouldn't be what it is today without his account of those times, the things that he went through, his testimonies, his letters to the churches. I consider in this moment the love of my grandmother, Lily Bell, how she took the time to teach me about the Lord, how she made me write scriptures and share Proverbs Proverbs 3, the story of Esther, and all the other Bible stories, how she gave me life lessons, how her words that I could do anything or that you're special or her way of saying I'm special, she would say, you're truly a lumpkin. <laughs> you're going to make this family proud. You're different. And she would go on and on at times. I am now 45 years old today, and she has been gone from this world for over a decade. Yet her words of encouragement are still so close and dear to my heart. I was sharing with my best friend last night about how when my grandmother passed away, how it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. And I know that sounds crazy, but this, this woman, this daughter of God, this saved woman of God, who I saw God transform her life. I saw her embrace her transition from this life into, into eternity. And there's nothing like seeing someone who is saved, embracing this journey to transform, to return back to their creator. It was beautiful. It blessed me. And I aspire to live in a way that when it is my time, which I hope I'll be at least 102 on a minimum, um, be surrounded with my children, grandchildren, great, great grandchildren. And I will also be able to just say, hey, it's my time. I'm ready. God has been good. And now it's just my time to go over. I want to have that relationship with God. I believe I have that, but I want to sustain that and just be that person. But I also want to be who she was. I watched my grandmother, Lord, I thank you for this memory, embrace family members who had attacked her, physically beat her up or attempted to beat her up in her own yard while we rest. The children were inside her home. I watched my grandmother forgive people who had spoken ill about her, who made fun of her when she was going through certain health issues. My grandmother just returned to love every single time. She was the face of God to me growing up. Let us make a choice to love others and be the face of God in the earth now because the this earth, this world can use more of God's love. So I want to pray for you before we leave, before I wrap this up. I want to pray for you to surrender your heart to God and to make yourself available to give the gift of love because the gift of love is the very thing that has saved our souls. 
Heavenly Father, we come to you just giving you thanks for your love, thanking you for your sacrifice of blood to redeem us back to you, Lord God. Allow us to walk in that so gratefully, so graciously that we, without hesitation, allow your love to be the first, our first go-to, even when we're frustrated, even when our hearts are broken, no matter what, that we return to your love and that we are a vessel through which your love can be just just shined through this earth shine out through the earth we bless you Lord God, we thank you. And I believe that even now, as this prayer is being prayed, as others may be listening to this prayer a thousand years from now, that they are being set free in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. And we believe you in Jesus' name. Be blessed. I'll see you back here next week. Again, remember to celebrate you because you are indeed created in the image of the almighty God and to stretch your faith, believe him, step out. I promise you, you may not be able to see your step, but if God tells you to make a move, the ground itself will have to rise up to catch your feet. God bless you. You are listening to the podcast, She Who Believes. Thank you for joining us today. May your faith be counted unto you as righteousness.